0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Version. We are, as always, joined by Dan. Hey there, Dan. How are you?
1: Hey there, buddy, man. Life is great and fantastic. Glad to be here with you.
0: Sounds amazing. So today we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, which I personally really have a relationship with because a lot of people sometimes ask me, okay, let me first tell you what the topic is. So it's hard work versus smart work. Uh, And a lot of people tell me, dude, like a lot of people like uh, including myself, we worked really hard, but some people are getting getting ahead. the game is rigged. I mean yeah, sure, in some cases the game might be rigged a little, but mostly the reason that some people, although they are putting a lot of work um, they're not getting the results they want lies within our episode today. So Dan, uh, what do you think of this subject? what is I, I know you have a personal relationship with this subject in a sense that you all you very much employ the the very things that you're you going to talk about mainly in this episode so that's right. how, uh, how do you personalize this relationship with this subject and why is it important to you? Well, let's be honest, because when it comes to gaining results in life,
1: I mean, let's be honest, that's what really gets your results is when you're able to determine how you want to go about getting it. And knowing the how is very important. It's not as important as knowing the why, of course, why you want to get it. But after you discover why you want to get something, the second most important question somebody asks him or herself is, how can I get it? And that's when you then uh, are are, going to face with this challenge of, should I go uh, with a hard work thing here or should I go with the smart work? And from my perspective, I personally, uh, you know, I had to deal with this issue for a very long time, trying my very best to actually, uh, I just by the way got your photo update here, man. I to tell you one thing: you look <laughs> spectacular. I know that we are recording this uh, basically podcast, and uh, you're currently recording this also on video, dude. You look really amazing, quite quite frankly. Just that's a sincere compliment. Thank I love you, the way you are dressed. So, uh, with uh, with that being said, back to our subject, which is hard work versus smart work if you really want to get the results in life, you want to ask yourself, which is my path in life? And in the past, I was very binary. I was either this or that. And nowadays, I've actually, after a long time, have come to this conclusion that the best answer, like most answers, lies somewhere in the middle. Now, let me tell you a brief background of my uh, basically approach towards entrepreneurship. So, First of all, I started with, uh, like most people who think that uh, they are smart, I wanted to uh, to take the easy, smart path towards success in life. Uh, I thought that I'm super smart, which obviously I wasn't, because if I was, I would have not chosen that path. And given the fact that that false ego and that false sense of confidence and that false sense of intelligence make me believe that I'm capable of doing things that others cannot do. And obviously, a lot of youngsters who are hot-headed generally have the same feeling they think like dude I'm so super smart I can handle everything and of course they end up running into a lot of problems so for that approach I began my life with the uh, let's go with the uh, basically smart approach so I focused on making money with other things that perhaps don't take a lot of time thing uh, let's talk about things that are rather riskier things let's, let's talk about stock market and trying uh, to for example, be very speculative <clears throat> easy money fast money that kind of stuff so because of this approach, uh, I got a little bit ahead, but then at some point I stopped. Why? Because I realized, dude, I'm, perhaps I should do more than this and I'm not getting anywhere. So at that point, I was introduced to a lot of my mentors that I currently know today and respect and follow, including Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, and a few other mentors uh, who actually taught me the value of hard work and dedication. And because of this, then I actually switched completely from the path of smart work and let's define smart work as anything that allows you to make the most amount of money with the least effort. Then I switched to uh, the hard work method of uh, basically application, which is all about hustling. And hustling was a very weird and unknown terminology for me at that time. So I actually uh, fell in love with instantly and I said, dude, the key to uh, success is just to put in the hours. So I began actually working very hard in different businesses almost five businesses simultaneously. And that was, of course, a great path. But after a while, when I was looking at my income, I realized my income has not changed very much since I actually changed my path in life. And that's when I actually began to ask the question, so what is the right approach here? I mean, like, I try to work smart and there was a certain amount of results. At some point, I reached uh, basically a limit where I could not go any further. But I switched to hard work. At first, my income plummeted, but then actually reached the same level that it used to be at that point i realized dude i think the answer is to combine both and that's the only way and ever since i've taken this path of smart work that is trying to find the best ways and most efficient ways to get results so when you're working smart your focus is on efficiency and of course i also switched on the uh, path of hard work and in hard work the focus is on effort hours uh, trying to meet more clients trying to have more meetings trying to have more businesses putting in more hours and so on and so forth, and of course, nowadays I realize the best approach is both. And of course, we're gonna combine those, and I will uh, explain to you in details as we go along the show.
0: Right. Uh, so, so that that's actually very interesting, and I wanna, <clears throat> you know, change the name of our terminology. So we defined smart work as a, you know, you know, kind of like a, oh, you think you're smart kind of thing, right? So I that's wanna true. I wanna need change change the name a little. So say that's basically the fake smart. It's not actually smart because that's right you think you can exactly. just do something because it's not like it's the same thing with when you mentioned. We can call making... it
1: smart ass work. That's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so
0: so so like exactly like like when you mentioned, uh, for example, when you think you can make a lot of money just uh, what uh, stock exchange very quickly. Uh, well, we all know that stock exchange money making is real, but. It's actually the essence of it is in the long-term goal rather than the very short-term yeah. right? So, so that's actually not maybe not dumb, but it's definitely uneducated that somebody would think that, right, uh, in a sense. So, yeah, let's just say smart-ass work. <laughs> All right, I like that. <laughs> and you mentioned there is – so what you do now and what you believe in is that it's not just the hard work. It's, of course, the hard work. And it's not just the real smart work of course that is the smart work but it's sort of a combination of the both right and uh, exactly right and so so now the question is how much of the hard work has to combine with what uh, how much of the smart work oh, more specifically actually before we get into that so we we said what is actually not the smart work and is a smart ass work what is the smart work then what do you do to for, for, to make it a smart work rather than every random Joe that goes out uh, morning to do, uh, uh, dawn to dusk and tries to, to work and gets average results. What do you do that makes it smart that gets you better results?
1: Interesting. Uh, you see, I first began contemplating about the concept of uh, smart work after I finished the book, uh, The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Mm, you see, very good book. I was extremely surprised to realize that someone can make a great living, like Tim Ferriss, by working four hours a week. And of course, this book became a bestseller, by the way, for many years, because the concept was very interesting. So in that book... uh, Who doesn't want to work four hours a week and
0: feel like rich? uh,
1: Basically, (laughs) exactly, exactly. The major focus of the book is on uh, having efficiency in your life, putting as fewer hours into your business while having more and more free time to do things that you actually like. Now, one of the major mottos of the, basically the book uh, mentioned by Tim Ferriss was that not every one of us is fortunate enough to find a vocation they truly enjoy, which is why this book was very appealing to a mass audience because let's be those people do not work at a job they love. So he said, for those of us who do not find any job particularly interesting, so what should we do? And in that book, there was a lot of discussion regarding how we can actually work less. And that was the whole mm-hmm. title, four-hour work week. That is, you work four hours per week. Right. Um, and there were many tips and techniques about various things, how to make your business automated using the internet, how to try to sell things online, variety of different tips. But the bottom line was one thing. The focus was put in fewer hours into your work and instead think smart in order to design a business that does not require a lot of plan uh, planning as well as organization. This was a major uh, theme of the book, and uh, this is what, what I think we should think about when it comes to smart work. So, I mentioned earlier, the right. focus of smart work is to try to make your business, your work, as efficient as possible. Now, efficiency is defined as one thing. You are efficient to the degree to which you put in less effort, and you're getting higher return on that effort and investment. So, so, so that's before... efficiency. And I really believe that the true definition of, uh, basically true definition of uh, smart work is when you are working efficiently.
0: Right. So before I let you go any further in that, in that uh, and explain it further, uh, I want to clarify this. And I want to make sure that I got this right. So what, one of the things that you're saying is that, okay, it's not that you're actually working less hours. It's the amount of work that you put towards actually making money is indirectly transformed into ways to make, a, a system that helps you make more money. So it's not—it's not like you're actually working less. You perhaps so that's perhaps when it's combined with uh, hard work. As at the same time, it means that a lot of that time is now shifted to strategizing your your businesses, uh, your way of life, etc. Right? Is that correct?
1: Well, probably. You see, the point is uh, we we're talking about making up uh, basically time that is freed up for other tasks. Right. The mm-hmm. major focus of smart work is to free up time. You work smart I see. to the degree to which you work fewer hours while being able to have an income that otherwise would take a lot more time. Mm-hmm. Let's think of the United States. In the U.S., the average income is roughly. $5,000 a year. That's the average, of course. Uh, and can, can you, can in you say the that bigger again? cities, uh, it goes up to 65 almost.
0: Oh, 55?
1: Uh, the, average, uh, income, the average income in the United States right now, the average uh, for, for an individual is roughly $55,000, okay. right? right? So of course, in big, larger cities, it could go up to 65, but that's the average. Now, right. what is the average work week for an average American? We call it nine to five, right? So you work mm-hmm. from nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then you got two days off, right? So right. how many hours would that be? If you work eight hours? hours per mm-hmm. day for uh, for basically five days a week, that's an approximate amount, which is about 40 hours, right?
0: Yeah.
1: So the focus of the smart work, this is four-hour work, but it was to make yourself 10 times more efficient and put in only four hours mm-hmm. and make the same amount of money that somebody else has to make by working, On average. let's say, 40 hours, right? So right. this is an example. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, smart work is about freeing up time in order to get the same result that someone else at the same or similar type of job is making the same amount of money. That's the bottom line. And ultimately, oh, uh, it's a great approach, and it must be done in order for you to enjoy life more, but obviously there are its own limits as well. So if you're really trying to actually work four hours a week, and in the end of the book, of course, the, the author talks about the fact that four hours a week is just a number. Don't take it very literally, right. but ultimately, Uh, It actually allows you to free up time to get the same results as someone else that puts in 40 hours. If Mm -hmm. you can do this, if, uh, you know, let's say your brother makes $50,000 a year and you make that amount by working only four hours a week, then you are working much more intelligently than your brother. I mean, you're making the same amount of money in a tenth of the time. That is smart from my perspective. If you can do this, you are, of course, going to get ahead. But usually, as you mentioned earlier, there's this thing called strategizing and planning all those things. So because of that, the four-hour workweek isn't really four hours. It usually takes a lot more time for planning and strategizing. Mm -hmm. But if you talk about, let's say, automatic uh, businesses, if you want to automate your business, in that case, there is not a lot of time for even strategizing. You just literally, the business runs itself in that condition.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And uh, so so basically, it's like uh, those uh, compression algorithms that you can have the same quality, almost same quality of audio in an MP3 format with much less... Uh, amount of data used uh, so Takes that's, a, a,
1: that's, that's the geekiest version to can put this story That's exactly that. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you <laughs> know <do>. me.
0: <laughs> so it's like an MP3 right. file kind of work. That's right. <laughs> it's
1: like AVI format converted to MP3 <laughs> at the speed of light. That's, that's exactly
0: what it looks like. <laughs> oh, amazing. So that's that's good. I'm on board. I'm on board now. <laughs> we, we, yeah, all right. We want well. to preserve our resources. That's, 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 that's all right. this is about, right? Okay, so... <clears throat> But I'm assuming, first of all, there are obviously methods to to go about and do these things. But before we go into details of methods, I'm assuming this was where I was going with the, the previous question. And that is what is the, so is there a, a particular combination of the both? So let's say, I don't know, this this sounds silly because it's, these are not quantifiable but like 60% hard work, 40% smart work, 50-50. How does this weigh in our scale? Does it, Does it does it does it have this characteristic of you have to more focus towards the hard work less towards the smart work or vice versa or not really?
1: Before I go for that, to give you the, a, a percentage, yeah. let me ask you one question. Go for it. Because uh, that was there was a there was a trick here actually. Uh, a normal logical person mm-hmm. would say, Dan, you said smart work means that you put in tenth of the time but you make the same amount of income. Right. Then why in the world do I want to fucking work hard? What's wrong with that? So <laughs> exactly, let me ask right? a question: Why do you think? I mean, because uh, that's exactly what I thought at first. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the right. first question is, dude, I I, I would love to uh, get tan on the beach, you know, and just go around and uh, right. searching skirts and stuff. That'll be great. Why not do that more? So let me ask you one question right now. So Pujix, why do you think a focus towards work that is only about working smart might mm. actually not be a good strategy because Technically, it sounds just fine. I mean, like you put in 10th of the time and at the exact same right. income. That's very efficient. So why shouldn't we just all work
0: smart? Well, I guess there are multiple reasons. One would be maybe you want to make more money simply, right? Maybe you want to uh, make Interesting. more... Interesting, that's one thing. Yeah, maybe you want to create more security for yourself. And secondly, when you're spending a lot of time not working and just like hanging out or whatever, uh, your, your efficiency... I think this is my personal. Opinion, I think uh, your efficiency inherently drops because you're not educating yourself. You're not c- competitive anymore.
1: Uh, Interesting.
0: Yeah. So so I think it's just like uh, if you are still competitive, I guess that tenth of a t- uh, and tenth of a time spent makes sense. But as soon as you're not, then you have to become competitive and becoming competitive requires more hours and more work. Um, Very good definition.
1: I love your answer. And of course, both of your answers are absolutely correct. Uh, Because when you focus only on smart approach, remember, smart work is generally riskier than hard work. If you want to make money in the stock market, that's a lot riskier than if you want to work as Uber driver. But as an Uber driver, you have a guaranteed source of income. You know that if you keep driving, you make more money, albeit very little, but you keep making more money, right? Right. So with smart work, there comes what we call the risk reward paradigm. So generally, the smarter your work is, the higher risks you have that you will lose your money by many reasons. Number one is competition. If you have an online business that is working automatically with one staff member and you're never there. This business can be easily dominated by another business who has a full-time staff of 24 who are working, let's say, uh, 8, 10 hours per day, right? right? So that's number one. When you're trying to work smart, <coughs> you actually are taking a lot of risks, Be it being uh, over, basically overtaken by the competition, uh, losing your market completely, a change in dynamics. All of these things at some point will make your venture risky and unsustainable. On the other hand, when you go for uh, for hard work, yes, you can guarantee there's a lot of safety, but as we know, think of like investments. You can put your money in a bond by the US government with a return of 2% annually, or you can put your money in the stock market and expect uh, up to 11, 12, 12% annually, right? So the risk and reward is what really matters here. Hard work is lower risk, lower reward. Right. Smart work is higher risk, higher rewards. And as, you mean, as we know, in investment, the best approach to have a successful life in investment is to have a portfolio. The same approach applies to your work in that you want to create different sources of income, some of which are highly risky, but of course, high rewards uh, can be expected. Think mm-hmm. about stock market, for example, or investment in certain types of real estate, for example. On the other hand, you want to have certain sources of income that are safe and secure, but at the same time low. Let's say you have a consultant job, a consultant job on the side. Let's say you do some teaching here and there. So these right. are what we call a portfolio. And because of this, at some point, I realized, dude, smart work is doomed because smart work usually, in addition to what you mentioned, all that free space in your head, and as we know, we as humans, we have not evolved to have a lot of free time. Our evolutionary programming is to go out there hunting and gathering all day long. So that's our programming, right? So the first problem you mentioned to yourself was that all that free space in your head will ultimately lead to depression and anxiety and other psychological disorders. Right. Other than that, of course, you are taking a huge risk. But none of these are the main reason why I'm not a huge fan hmm, of uh, just a smart work approach. These are all important, and they all are basically factors. But the number one reason why I believe that a focus solely on smart work is bad, is one thing and one thing only. And Gary V calls it very well. He says, don't get soft. Mm. If you focus on smart work only, you will get soft, not just physically, but like mainly mentally. That is, you are lazy by nature. And as we know, with the current pace of change and development in technology, a lot of businesses are, are basically rising out of the ashes while others are going down. This means that if you focus on one industry or one business or one job, and then you make it smart and then take uh, long vacations half the year or something, at some point there's a high chance that your business will go down. And at that time, you're soft because you spend the last friggin' two years just drinking juice on the beach or something and having fun and getting tans and all those things. Now your mind is not conditioned for hustling, for hard work, for rapid changes, for losses, for crises, for all the difficulties. So you basically become psychologically soft and lazy. Can we say it's like the wrestler
0: who hasn't trained for a while?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And guess what? If there is a wrestler who hasn't trained for a while and there's one who has been training all the time, we know which one will kick the ass of which one every single goddamn day of the week, right? right? Yeah. Because of this... That is why I believe that the number one reason why we should not opt for easy or smart ways only as a ways of making a living is because we should not forget that we're humans and as humans we need to take care of our strength. Strength is our biggest commodity and an asset when it comes to survival and success in this world. And if you are the kind of person who does not know how to take care of himself, who is who's not emotionally capable of working, putting long hours and dealing with crises and all of those things, then you'll have a lot of problems. The other great benefit of hard work is that you know, even if you lose everything, you can start working from tomorrow, working hard and ensuring your survival. I mean, let's say all of your investment just went uh, underwater. Let's say the government just confiscated your stuff for two years because of your tax problems with the IRS and whatnot. So in that condition, if you are used to smart work, you will crumble because you're weak and you're soft. And because of this, I'm a huge fan of combining smart work, not only uh, basically because uh, having smart smart work with hard work will give you a great (coughs) portfolio in that you have the hard work for ensuring basically your uh, success, but at the same time having less uh, profit because it's safer and have the smart work approach for the sake of uh, taking higher risks for higher rewards. But ultimately the biggest reason is one thing, and that is once you combine the two, you have the best of both worlds. You have a full portfolio of a professional life combined and comprised of risky ventures as well as safe ventures. Risky ventures giving you a lot more return investment than safe ones. Compare, for example, working on a very dubious real estate project in uh, basically a foreign country versus uh, working as a consultant or a teacher, right? These are very different levels of risk and, of course, different levels of income. And once you do these two, th- two things simultaneously, you have that peace of mind. But secondly, you know that you're a man or woman of work. You know that you're capable of hustling, working hard, waking up earlier putting in longer hours and this gives you a great sense of insurance i mean what's the best insurance in the world other than you knowing that you are capable of putting the hours and making th- shit happen even if you lose right. everything that's true that's a great sense of peace of mind and that is why i'm a sincere uh, basically believer in combining the two however i mentioned i want both so we'll later explain how to make your life more smart because generally people don't have any problem with uh hard work because it doesn't require a lot of thinking you got to just put in more hours, right? But right. that generally isn't enough. You need to actually make your work and business smart. I will explain later how to do that. But generally, you want to combine the two to have that great approach towards life.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. And um, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think I generally have to agree with you, um, and especially your ultimate reason why you think uh, it doesn't make sense to just be smart and working, not hard working. Uh, but, but let's go into details, I think, about... Um, about the the portfolio that you mentioned, so okay, there's a right. there's a good balance depending on what you want to do. As in uh, investment, is there is also something. Uh, some let's call it portfolio for the smart work, hard work, uh, hard work uh, balance, uh, risk reward uh, and safety net balance. So how do you manage it and how does that relate to what you want to achieve? So different people obviously have different goals, right? So I'm assuming this portfolio has to change for every person depending on their uh, ultimate goal. So how would you uh, just just a rough example, how would you do your own portfolio and how Mm -hmm. would you recommend others tackle theirs?
1: First of all, a long time ago, I heard that an average millionaire has, on average, seven sources of income. And not all of these, by the way, are active. It's a combination of active as well as passive income. And we've already talked about passive income in one of our earliest podcasts, if you remember. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Generally, an average millionaire has roughly seven sources of income. There's a reason why that works. I've rarely met people who are wealthy who have only one source of income. It's just impossible (coughs) because and uh, usually uh, they have different types of businesses. The businesses that you usually have are divided in, into risk and reward categories. So certain businesses require higher capital and are higher risk, and basically they tend to have higher rewards. While others might require almost no capital, but of course they are lower paid. And a great approach to having a job is to have the kind of sources of income that are high risk, high reward, versus low risk, with low reward, so that you have no problem. At the same time, you want to add in certain types of what we call dream, basically, bucket. Bu- buckets. So we have three types of buckets in investments. Security, growth, and dream. Security is, let's say you have a job as an Uber driver. Let's say you are now working, uh, let's say, as a, uh, let's say, a teacher assistant in the University of Toronto. Okay. Simultaneously, You also work as an Uber driver. So these two count as what we call a security bucket. That is, these are safe jobs. The income is low, but it is basically uh, quite amazing. Then we have a growth bucket. Let's say at the same time you are working, for example, uh, on building a business uh, and you are trying to find investors. Now here, it's a lot riskier. Maybe you have to look for a long time to find the investor. And this is considered as a growth bucket because this allows you to have huge income in the future if you work on it and if the growth becomes complete. And then the dream bucket is the kind of businesses that you love doing and you don't care if it becomes profitable or not down the line. But if it becomes basically profitable, that's really a great dream.
0: A Think dream about, for
1: true. example, somebody running a podcast, somebody trying to create an art gallery. These are the things that we call dream categories. So you want to create a portfolio of these three types of jobs. The security jobs. The growth jobs and the dream jobs. And once you have all three in your basically portfolio of career, then of course you will have no, you don't have to worry about money ever again. Because let's say you're working as a teacher or as a tutor, you go to, let's say, your students' houses and you make an income. As a tutor, you don't have to put any money in your job because uh, basically it's just putting you the hours. That's, that's right. That counts as a secure income. Working as an Uber driver, again, you just got to put, maybe you have to pay for gas and sometimes some car repairs and maintenance, but that's also very secure in general, unless you're a drunk driver and you drive like shit, basically. In that case, of course, that's a hopefully, high Hopefully not, honestly. because
0: you're, you're, uh, your passenger's life also depends on it. That's <laughs> right,
1: exactly. So because of this, I believe that you want to have the security, uh, basic source of security in your career. You want to have also the growth side, and of course, you want to have the dream side all at once. And the key to having all three, of course, is when you have the smart and the basically uh, hard work combined together. Now, with that being said, smart work isn't just about choosing different sources of income. It is also about choosing how you do each of these works. For example, let's say that you are working as a consultant. Mm-hmm. And you uh, I learned this, by the way, in the book, The Four-Hour the Four Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Did you know, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, this is to all the entrepreneurs out there who have to deal with clients, right? So this is not for those who work, basically, personally. This is for entrepreneurs. For an average entrepreneur, it is proven that 80% of his or her stress comes from only 20% of the clients. Hmm. And the other 80% of the clients cause only 20% of his or her stress. Which is why- This is, this is proven by this called the uh, Pareto Principle. It's really mi- mind-boggling. So somebody who has a hard work-only approach will say, more client means more money, so I want more clients. This is a hard work approach, right. which is, by the way, wrong. Why is that? Because once for you having more clients is a good thing in your business, then you will accept to work with every kind of client because you want to have, you know, you more clients equals more money, let's take more. But there's a serious downside here. Why? Because once you stop being selective of the clients you work with, as you do in, 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 when you work smart, then you end up working with those 20% of clients who will actually generate only 20% of your income, right. but at the same time give you 80% of your stress, which reduces your overall efficiency by 80%. If you do simple mathematics, you realize that you're now minus 60% because of those 20%. So if you, dump them. Mathem- you are a physician. You're a, you're a mathematician. You know much better about this. I repeat, you have, let's say, 100 clients. From these 100 clients, 20 of them cause 80% of all your stress. And remember this, once you have that stress, then this will affect you in all areas of your life. Maybe because of that stress, you can't sleep well at night. Maybe because of that, you will have health problems. Maybe because of that, you have to cancel your work with the better clients, right? Right. So ultimately, these 20% of the bad apples will cause 80% of your stress and reduce your efficiency by 80%, even though they are only 20% of your income. So a great way to make your life both Uh, basically a a pathway of both hard work and smart work is that you say, yes, more clients equals more hours and I want to put in more hours, but I'm going to work smart. I will use 80-20 and I will weed out the bad apples who give me only 20% of my income but cause 80% of my problems. I will remove these guys. Again, that's where it's important for you not to be greedy, which is why I believe that greed is a disease. That's why I don't like the word greed, I like the word ambition, because greed is, greed means more money is better. I disagree, more money isn't better. More money made in the right way, according to your values and ambitions that help you grow is good, and that's what I call ambition. So Mm. greed is a killer. Greed means more clients, means more money, so I take more clients. And this way usually you will have no long-term success. On the other hand, once you stop your greed, once you stop being greedy and you say, okay, It's tempting, I mean, there's a possibility of making money from these 20% of the clients, but these are bad clients, they cause a lot of problems, legal issues, whatever it is. So I'm gonna stop being greedy, and I will cut off my business with these 20% of the clients that cause 80% of my problem, and in the short term, I will lose 20% of my profit right now. But guess what happens if you cut those people off? What do you think will happen first?
0: Well, first of all, you get rid of a lot of problems, 80% of your
1: problems. Absolutely. So right away, (laughs) 80% of all your stress, gone. And what do you think you will do when you are now 80% more efficient?
0: Now you're going to accumulate more uh, more revenue, more money, and better service to all of your clients. Absolutely. Yeah. You will find new sources of income. You will find
1: better clients. And then eventually you replace them with these bad clients. And you will repeat this process. This means that you will have more and better businesses and you work with more and better clients. Mm-hmm. And you have less and less stress. This is called a combination of smart work and hard work.
0: That's amazing. That's effectively you're you know, cor- uh, so, uh, course correcting your, your path towards success. You're just dumping the ones that are not working. Or are, Absolutely. Are but it working, is not possible if
1: you do not know the smart work, if you don't know the 80-20 rule, if you do not know these principles, you'll just put a no, i got to work with this client. You just keep pushing it, not right. knowing that you're actually losing a lot more money than you're making right. by working with a client that is a bad apple.
0: That's 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 really, really interesting. Um, and I, I guess we, I mean, um, I started reading that book. I haven't finished it yet, uh, The 4-Hour Work Week. I guess that's a good recommendation for people who are interested. Would you say that?
1: Absolutely. If you want to learn how to work smart, you should definitely check out this book. Mm -hmm. There's a great story in that uh, at the beginning of this book, actually, there's a part where Tim Ferriss talks about his encounter with a famous business person who was not named for the sake of his privacy, who looked at Tim and said, I own lots and lots of businesses. I am worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And I hate every single one that I work with every single day. And Tim Ferriss says in that chapter, when I met this gentleman, I told myself, I will never want to be like him. This Mm -hmm. is an example of hard work.
0: I think I know who that person is.
1: Of course, it was not mentioned. But trust me, there are (laughs) so many such people out there. Because it's great, dude. It's great. You say more clients. And you know when that person says, I don't like anyone that I'm working with to, to Tim Ferriss. He really is not saying that because everyone he works with is bad. Yeah. He's saying that because 20%, a min- small minority of the people he works with are so bad that their negative emotional impact are ruining his pleasant and productive experience with all the other 80%. Yeah, I mean it's like
0: It's like you going and hanging with some people that make you upset and then when you, for example, go back home to your wife or girlfriend or whatever, and then you have a bad time with her as well because it's just like you're not in the right mood. uh,
1: Let's see, for example, a a guy gets dumped by a girl and says, all women are bitches, all women are like this. No, dude, your ex-girlfriend was a bitch. There are a lot of great girls out there, right? Exactly. So the same thing happens. And that is why I think you want to have a smart approach towards uh, your work because… That's not just about making more money because smart work, when combined with hard work, will beat either one of them every single day because your income will be always growing in that approach. Smart work has a capacity, has a limit, and the limit is unfortunately founded because you will not enjoy your work so much and you will not have security and very well emotional uh, makeup during the work. And hard work also has some limits. And you know what's the limit of hard work?
0: While you, you you die, you have to sleep sometime. <laughs> Time and
1: energy. I mean, we only have 24 hours per day, dude. Yeah. We only have so much energy. We got to sleep and eat, right? Yeah. So both of those approaches will at some point hit a dead end, and you cannot go any further. But yeah. once you combine the two, the sky is the <coughs> limit, and your growth is perpetual, and you will actually enjoy the very process of work that you used to hate in the past.
0: That's uh, that's superb. That's That's uh, very interesting. Um, I mean, with that, we're coming to the ending stages of the the talk. It was a lot of good information about how, um, first of all, what is smart work, uh, the, the smart smart work. Um, not the dumb smart work. Uh, what is the hard? Work? <laughs> <I think so. laughs> what is the hard work, and how? That's the, the first
1: time I heard the word the dumb smart
0: work. Oh like <laughs> <Well>, who knows? <laughs>
1: Once um, I was told by a lady that I'm a good bad boy or a bad good boy. She didn't know which one exactly.
0: Hmm, that's a good point. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, we got to figure it out, my man. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, it was a lot of good definitions. First of all, clearing the water. We know we know what we're talking about. Then we discussed how, why both of them are important, why one of them alone can't work. Then later on, we moved on and gave some, some uh, specific recipes on how you can basically build your portfolio, if you will, of uh, hard work, smart work uh, combination. And ultimately, I want you to... Uh, You know, uh, wrap up uh, to give any final comments or if any final recommendations, if you have
1: for for sure. Definitely. So to all of our listeners out there, if you want to enjoy your work and simultaneously get good results, if you want to enjoy your work and simultaneously get good results, then you need (coughs) to combine both smart and hard work. You cannot take just one of these approaches because at some point the progress will be halted. And the way to do so is to understand, first of all, that you need to put in more hours. Mm -hmm. Stop looking for easy money. People who look for easy money will either end up in jail or broke. So you do not want to just look for easy money. You want to instead try to make your work efficient, but do not take the easy path. The path of mastery is to get to success in anything and the path of mastery is to reject the easy way out and to instead opt. For hard work, and dedication, and long hours. With that being said, smart work is also important. You want to make your work efficient. So use the 80-20 rule. If you're an entrepreneur, right now, ask yourself, who are the 20% bad apples among all my clients? And please, don't be greedy. Cut them now, and you will benefit. The you will you know reap the benefits in the future. By do, cutting these people off, you uh, accomplish two major, uh, basically, benefits. Number one. You free up time and energy and excess health and vibrancy that is otherwise wasted on working with these 20% clients who will cause 80% of your stress. Number two, you start thinking creatively. You think of new sources of income, new ideas, ways to improve or simply get better clients that you can actually work with and enjoy working with. So combine the two approaches and I can assure you that your success will be guaranteed.
0: Amazing. That was uh, that was a lot. That was actually a good revamp because you covered pretty much everything again uh, and connected the dots. Uh, and My pleasure. Then, thank you. And then we, we learned a lot. We learned a lot throughout this course. And I hope it was... Uh, I learned a lot. I hope you did too, uh, all of our audiences. And I hope um, you enjoyed our episode today. And with that, we're coming to the ending part. Uh, thank you, Dan, as always. Uh, it us. is my pleasure. And uh, thank you for tuning in once more in our Let's Talk editions. As you probably have noticed, we have uh, various different editions. Uh, we had one solo editions, who which Dan goes on and uh, gives a very good uh, explanation of a certain topic for a very short period of time, 20, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, those are all, all also always coming your way. Uh, if you have any recommendations, any topics you wanna hear about, please do leave us comments uh, and, and we definitely uh, would try to get back to you as soon as possible and uh, hope to see you very soon on our future episodes. Until later, take care.